Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 160. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Wheel Andy. Uh, thanks for having me tonight. I'm really excited about t- today's sports episode. Yes, you welcome back. Yes. <laughs> and Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Like how he said, thank you for having me tonight. I'm happy to be on today's pod. Uh, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you are uh, tuning into our sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Uh, we're listened to all over the world, so wherever you are, you have a friend, and they'll probably want to hear this too. And check out our entertainment pod, because it's just as good as this. Uh, but okay, we got some good stuff to get into, so what do we just say? We dive right on in and start with some NBA. Yeah, the NBA, the uh, the hottest sport going right now, not a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, as most other sports are out of season, but uh, we're we're heading towards the end here. I think we're about two thirds through the season, and this is where uh, you really start to see teams make a run. You see uh, some teams start to really fade and just stop trying at all. You're going to see, I think, like Minnesota and stuff like that. Cleveland, those teams just totally tank. Um, that's that's always fun because if you're a fan of a good team, it means a lot of easy wins. Um, if you're a team, a fan of a team like the Clippers, maybe they pull off, you know, four straight because of uh, reduced competition, which is uh, what they did this week. After getting all their guys back, they uh, have now won four straight, and uh, they're still tied for second with Denver. Um, still five and a half behind the Lakers. I think in the way the Lakers, Lakers don't give up. They're relentless. I don't. I don't see that. I think that competition's over. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, too hard. Uh, in basketball these days, especially with like the top teams, it's if you get like yourself a nice six, seven-game cushion, you're probably going to hold on. It's just teams don't lose as much more. I think Milwaukee has nine losses this year after losing on Monday to the Miami Heat. And uh, the Lakers have, I think, 13 or 14 losses. So they're not, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're not too far behind. It's tough. I mean, when we think about it, they're, got up, they're ahead by six games, and they've only lost 13 all year. So it's... Kind of a yeah. math will tell you that it seems like they will probably hold on to that one seed. And uh, <clears throat> with that said, if they do get the one seed, a lot of people believe, even though they're currently the nine seed, Vegas still has it as New Orleans is the favorite to sneak into that eight seed. And if that does happen, we would have a showdown of LeBron versus Zion for at least four games. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did play each other twice this past week. And we talked about it on our last podcast that it was going to be their first time going against each other. And I'll tell you what, it was good. I would uh, love to see that matchup be able to continue for the next few years until uh, LeBron has to hang it up. But it's going to be a, it's an exciting little matchup. I mean, Zion, I believe, put up about 29 the first time. And uh, LeBron dropped 40. He came yeah. out very strong. And then the most recent game, Zion got a career high, 33, I believe. Sounds and right, yeah. LeBron had, I want to say, somewhere around 29-31 or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting matchup. And they're not, it's not like they're matched up together. Yeah. But no. just how they're they're both like stars and they're both so different. Oh, yeah. That, that, we just haven't seen something like Zion before. And, you know, all the people who thought like, oh, how's it going to translate? It's like, how stupid were any of those people? Because it's like, he's just such a physical force. And uh, I, speaking of that, I just have to ask you, because I didn't, uh, he's had a great, great last like 15 games or so. Is there any chance he steals that rookie of the year from John Morant? Absolutely. I, I think so too. But before I thought, no, it was John Morant's to win. 
You know, like yeah, he doesn't deserve it if he comes in and only plays like 36 games or whatever, 40 games. But I mean, the, you can look at it two ways. Like before, that's the way I looked at it. Like, oh, John Morant got his due. He played full season. But I mean, if Zion Williamson puts up these incredible numbers in like 36 games or whatever he ends up getting to play, you kind of can look at it as, well, what if he played a full season? I mean, it would have mm-hmm. been maybe not even close. So I yeah. think it's very interesting that uh, I think if he continues this run over the next month and the Pelicans do pass the Grizzlies and they get the eight seed, I think he does steal it from Morant. And I mean, Morant's yeah. had a great year, so I mean, it could be tough. And if Grizzlies make the playoffs, then I think you have to give it to Morant because like we already pointed out, Memphis has already surpassed their expected win total this year. So Morant has definitely you know, uh, made Memphis already much better than they were. And that's, you know, really says something. But if New Orleans does sneak into that eight spot, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I mean, I think a lot of people wrote it off for sure, even when Zion came back. And I mean, I was one of them like, oh, Morant's got it for sure. But what he's done so far has been crazy. Yeah. I think think there's just a massive difference in, uh, the production. I think Morant, Morant's been good for a rookie. He has good numbers, and that team's been surprising. But he hasn't been a top 50 player in the NBA this year. He's a guy who plays a lot of minutes and a point guard. You're going to put up some numbers regardless. Uh, Zion's just a different level. Just the efficiency right away, shooting like 58% or something. Just like He's just, he's just a monster, and it's really you know changed that team. Uh, this past, past game against the Lakers was a huge disappointment disappointment for them because uh while he was great ingram was awful and they kind of need those two guys i mean this this is what really matters for this team i don't think it matters whether they make the playoffs or not they want to see how those two guys fit and if ingram's the right guy to be the the number two uh with him because even though ingram made the all-star team it's clear zion's already the number one on that team yeah Mm -hmm. um but he's such a unique player that he he's not like harden where you he has the ball with him at all times He's going to need like a strong two. And is, is it Ingram? What kind of player is the right player that, that fits with him? So I think that's what matters for them. But yeah, if they do come back and uh, take this eight seed, which they should be favored because Memphis is. Yeah, they are. Memphis is struggling too. Yeah, Memphis had a good win last night, but it was over a weaker Atlanta team. So that's not too impressive, but they, they're bound to slip. I mean, Memphis is one of those things that early in the year, that's who you know you would have wanted your your stock in your money on because they were probably getting good value. But then it gets to a point where, you know, as they say, the market catches up and now Memphis, I believe is probably not worth much value anymore because you know, they're games that maybe if it was in October, they would have been 13 point underdogs. Now they're only like seven point underdogs or something. So, but uh, nonetheless, great year by them, John Morant and Zion Williamson. We are going to have a lot of excitement for a lot of years to come. If those, two guys stay healthy and whatnot and should be some exciting basketball. Yeah. In the near future with those guys. Big time. He is fun to watch. Zion more so than John. Um what else do we have anything else for NBA? Uh just keep watching. There's yeah. a lot of good matchups. It's gonna you know, get uh, it's gonna get good season. here. I mean uh we thought we were gonna get Steph Curry back on Sunday, but they yeah. announced that they are going to hold it a little bit. They want him to practice a little bit more so we will see if we do get a see him again this year or not. I mean, you, the last thing I'm sure the Warriors want us to bring him in in middle of March and then him 
play for 10 games and get hurt. So, I mean, yeah, there's no sense in rushing. I I believe him. It's more him wanting to come back, just knowing the kind of guy he is. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe we see Curry this year. Maybe we don't, but Uh, I don't know how much a risk there is of him like re injuring because it's a hand. It was a freak injury. Yeah. It's not a leg thing. So, but I mean, then, but we do look at, you know, how simple it was. You know, Thompson went up for like a dunk and that ended that. So, I mean, it, yeah, but you want to make sure when people when people are coming back from injury that they're, uh, you know, fully ready to do it. I mean, that's what happened with Durant. Remember, he uh, came back from his, I think it was a hamstring or something, and that's what ended up uh, the Achilles going. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think this week we have we have uh, Clippers Houston and Clippers Lakers. Okay. So yeah, I think, the rematch uh, game. Yeah. What night game. is the Lakers Clippers? <laughs> he got me. Uh, uh, I think it's the ninth. Is it? I, th- I want to say it's the ninth. Okay, I know it's coming so up. That would be like I know a Saturday matchups. That probably is their a- the ABC yeah. game on Saturday. That would make sense. Um, but no, that would not be the the ninth. Would not be Saturday. The ninth would be Monday. a Monday. It is not that day. So yeah, it is uh, the eighth. All right. You want to know the reason why I knew it was so on a, the ninth was a sun was a Monday it was because we have a Friday the thirteenth this. Oh yeah. This That's month. A, can mark your calendars <laughs> for that. So it's a twelve thirty game. Yeah. God damn, those games are rough for the Clippers on Sunday. Yeah. They, uh, what does that mean? The Kings probably play at night or something? Yeah, that's what usually it means. That's why uh, the Clippers are uh, buying the forum, because they want to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, I have to imagine a 12-30 West Coast game is not ideal, especially on a Sunday, you know, Saturday it's night. It's daylight happened. savings time, too. Ooh. One good. less hour, then? That's a good point. Yeah, one less yeah. hour. Yeah. I'm flying home that morning. I have a 7 a.m. flight. Wow. I'm pissed. I mean, who cares? You're flying, whatever. It's all the same, right? <laughs> no, gonna, it's not. I don't know anything. Are you going to recline on that flight? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to recline. I'll have a full report of some bozo behind me just trying to be a dickwad. But yeah, I get in 11.50, so I could, I'll could watch that game. All righty. So, what else we got here on tap? Well, should we just move into uh, upcoming madness? Yeah, we got uh, some college basketball. Yeah, it is March now. The calendar has turned yeah, over to March. Unbelievable. Already, already we're already into the madness, but not quite yet. But we're going to get there soon, and... Uh, you know, from Kansas still looks like, you know, they're they're still the number one team. They're the best defensive efficiency team. They're solid offense. They had a little bit of a scare for the first 30 minutes or so against Kansas State, who was 8-18, and 18, but uh, they did get by them. But uh, Duke had a rough week. Last Tuesday when we were recording, we were Duke was playing Wake Forest, and they lost in double overtime 113-101, to a very high-scoring college basketball game. Yeah. The fact Duke gave up 113 points to Wake Forest should fear anybody who has money on Duke to win it all. But Duke lost that, and then they went to Virginia and had a complete opposite game. Uh, the game was obviously in Virginia's control because it was a 52-50 to 50 final. Yeah. So that was uh, way less than the previous game, but they bounced back last night against NC State, who was one of those three teams that had beaten them in their last four games. And they came back and beat them with ease. They won by about 19, I think. I think it was something like 88 to 69 or something like that. But uh, they won fairly easy. And, uh, yeah, they uh, we'll see what they can do. I mean, I don't think this is going to be Duke's year, but you never know. It's hard to say whose year it is. Yeah, um, Kentucky's had a good run as of late. They're up to number six, I believe. Yeah, and they play tonight. And uh, but you just have to be reminded that they lost to Evansville earlier yeah. this year. Um, so there was something that was funny that said the teams this year that have made the most money on the money line, 
and I believe Evansville was number one, and somebody yeah. was saying that they've lost 18 games in a row. They fired their Whoa. coach. So they were still yeah. – and this was as of a week ago, though, so I don't know what their current update is. But that just tells you how big of underdogs they were when they were playing Kentucky because that one money line game, which I want to say they was like – it might have been like plus eight, like plus 3,000 or 4,000 or something. Like they were yeah. definitely like big-time underdogs. That Just that one game was enough to – Make them have the most money on the money line this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also saw Baylor almost lost twice this week. They lost to Texas Tech and then uh, survived TCU. So oh, you have that vice versa. What? They lost to TCU and they barely, they almost beat, lost to Texas Tech last Did night. They? Yeah. I yeah. Reversed. Okay. Um, but that's after, you know, they, they went 20, some, 22 and one, and now they've lost three of their last four. Yet they're still going to get a one seed as long as everything goes right. I think even if they if they go to the final and lose to Kansas in the Big Twelve final, I think they'll still get a number one seed. Uh, still got Dayton in the top ten. Creighton was or in the top five. Creighton was in the top ten. They lost. Ooh. That was a bad game for them. Um, but it's just a strange, strange season that we have. Some of the like the big name teams are still top programs, but they're not like great teams by any means. They don't have a lot of exciting players. That if, if, you know, if Kansas, Kentucky, or Duke ends up winning, it's going to be like, oh, of course they did. But it's like it's not really impressive teams aside from Kansas. You know what that reminds me of, though, is the year when it was Kentucky versus UConn and they were eight and nine seeds. And it was like it was just two teams that they're two well-known teams, but they were an eight and nine seeds. They were having a bad year. But this seems like it could be that kind of year where that's why I was saying like a team like Michigan State, if they get in as like a six or seven seed. Wouldn't surprise me if they can go the distance. I mean, I would, I would really say I think this could be a year that we get like a, a seat above like six or higher in the finals this year. I don't think this is going to be your typical year where you see like one versus one and one versus three on the other side. I think you're going to get some higher ranked seeds. Yeah, and uh, last week we said if you like Michigan State, try to get on them, get in on them now because we can see them make a run towards the end of the season and. Uh, uh, they jumped eight spots since then, and they're uh, going to win, beat Penn State today. So uh, that's a that's a good win, good win. Penn State's a, g- a good team this year. So there's a chance they're they can they can get a two seed if if they win yeah. if they win the Big Ten, they're going to get a two seed. This is a good stretch. They just beat Maryland. Um, they're back. I would say there's they're they're as they have as good as chances as anyone right now. So. Um, another team that was the team we liked too. We talked yeah. about it. We said get them earlier than later. A team that uh, we didn't like a lot this year had been UCLA. They had a uh, a rough year to start. Uh, Sharif O'Neal left the program, and I just stopped paying attention. But uh, they've won seven in a row, including. Yeah, I don't think know, I've paid attention to any UCLA games. I couldn't even tell you who their coach is anymore. <laughs> Mick Cronin. Yeah. He was at Cincinnati. Okay, I, okay. I liked him. Yeah, Cincinnati's he always good, good. Is this his first year with UCLA? Yeah. Huh. So uh, they they beat um, both Arizonas last week. Those are two big wins, and uh, they're right now projected to to just barely make it in the tournament. With a good uh, showing in the Pac-12 tournament, they'll they'll definitely be in. They also got USC this week, another uh, team that's projected to be in the tournament, but like you know a lower seed. Yeah. So uh, that's that's fun for us. I think we want we'd like to see both of our local teams in there. Yeah, of course. Um, even if they're just one one and done, it's it's nice to get some local showing. It's been so 
bad for the Pac-12 as of late. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, at least, is a, you know, a contender Oregon, this year. Oregon, yeah, sneaks around. Oregon, you know, they had, was it a couple years ago? Or was it the, last yeah, the, year even? The Dylan Brooks a little far? and, um, who was it, Jordan Bell is the other? Yeah. That was a good, that was a good year. Well, that was when they got to the, uh, the final, final huh? finals or the final, I, final four, I think. I thought they played in the final, but maybe it was just the final four. Yeah, I think it was the final four. That was the year they beat Kansas when Kansas looked mm-hmm. like they were yeah. like the top team or they were the top team. They looked like they were going to win it on. Got stopped by Oregon in like the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Well, we will see. I mean, there's still a couple weeks to go before the madness begins. But I'll tell you, I think this year, I'm my early thought right now is this is going to be a crazy March Madness year. I mean, I think just the way some teams have looked this year is that we could definitely have a handful of Cinderella's going far. This could be like a couple years ago when the the Chicago, Chicago team what was it? Yeah, Loyola, right? Loyola Marymount, yeah. like not Loyola. Yeah, Loyola Marymount was here. But Loyola Illinois yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, when uh, a team like that made a run to the Final Four. I mean, I think I, we could see something like that again this year with how it is. But we're definitely, you're definitely going to see. Uh, and also, that was the same year where number one seed Virginia lost in the first round to that Maryland <laughs> right, team yeah. or whatever. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that again this year. So make sure your your brackets are. Uh, Filled a little bold this year because I think there could be some, uh, yeah, some excitement. I know I have to put my bracket together for a little contest deal, and I have not a clue how what I'm doing. I'm n- I never do well at that because I haven't watched. I mean, does anybody really? <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched I've, a lick of college. I did once in like 2004 or 2003. That's when you did well, or was the only I did really did? well in a bracket. It was a great bracket, except for my uh, winner. I believe I picked Wake Forest to win. Because oh, really I thought Chris Paul was so good, such an amazing point guard, oh, and uh, that's how you know it's so long ago. Because uh, Chris Paul is like a 92 year old man now at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, I also had uh, UConn winning, and uh, that was a that was a good pick. They won. Omeka Okafor, remember that guy? Oh, how can you forget a name like that? Yeah, that was a, that was a really good team. Okafor that was a really good team. Um, ben Gordon was really great on that team as well. The good old days. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep uh, you guys updated on that as it gets more near. Shall we move on to some Champions League stuff? Yeah. So uh, last week uh, when I left you guys, the next day the matchups that we had for us were uh, Juventus on the road against Lyon. And uh, Lyon ended up surprising, winning that game one to zero. They were the home team, but they were still underdogs. They uh, won one one zero. So that the key thing about that was Juventus wasn't able to get a, an away goal. So they'll go back to uh, they'll go to Italy in a couple weeks. And uh, if Lyon gets an away goal, I mean things could get pretty interesting there. And like I said, they do have a couple good uh, strikers that can stir things up. But uh, I just have to figure Ronaldo and company will find a way to get it done at home, maybe win like 2-0, 3-0. But again, you never know. And then the other game, Real Madrid versus Manchester City. It was in Madrid, and they lost 2-1. to one. So not only did Manchester City win, but they netted two away goals. So that puts them in a very good situation. And then Sergio Ramos does what Sergio Ramos does, and that's get a late red card, which is a big <laughs> thing because when you get a red card, you miss a game. So he will not be as far as i know he will not be in the second leg but uh i don't know manchester city like i said they're actually the favorites to win the champions league at 
plus 220, so a little over two to one odds. And uh, I don't know if that just is the motivation, knowing that they can't be in the Champions League for the next two years. So this is going to be the one thing they're really going to focus on because they're already out of the running for the Premier League with how well Liverpool's doing. But we'll see. I mean, I I don't think they'll win it all. I still think it'll be Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or maybe Liverpool. But speaking of Liverpool, they uh, finally lost a Premier League game. They... Hadn't lost a Premier League game since January of last year. And they had, I think they had, they had gone about 40 straight games with either winning or drawing. They hadn't lost in 40 straight games with, and anyone that knows the Premier League knows how incredible that is because the Premier League does have very strong teams in it, like Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and Liverpool are considered the big six. And you might be thinking, oh, they must have lost to one of those teams. Not the case. They lost 3-0 to Watford, who was the second-to-last place team. And for those of you that know soccer, know that the bottom three teams get relegated. They get sent back down to basically the minors, if you will, the championship league. And Watford is fighting for a spot to not get relegated, so that game meant everything to them. And Liverpool has already wrapped their uh, division up, but... uh, there is a little bit of concern. The coach has come out and talked about it a little bit, and me being a Liverpool fan, it is a little concerning that the one thing that Liverpool has been so great with during this run is their incredible defense. They don't give up many goals. They have the best goalie in the world, and lately they've been struggling a little bit. Earlier last week on Monday, they played West Ham, who was also towards the bottom in the bottom five of the league, and they beat them 3-2, to two, but the fact they gave up two goals at home to West Ham was... Pretty rare, but you might think, okay, whatever. It's early week, bad team. But then they go and they play Watford and they lose. And then they just lost today to Chelsea 2-0 to get eliminated in the FA Cup because I believe it's just single elimination. So they've been been giving up some goals lately. They've given up seven goals in their last three games, which is not Liverpool-type play, you know. So we'll see. I mean... I think they uh, their biggest focus has to be Atletico Madrid, which they'll play this upcoming week. They took a week off this week, but they will play uh, Atletico Madrid next Tuesday, I believe. I think they play them the 10th, and that'll be a uh, a big game. That'll be a uh, game that decides. If, and the way they're playing right now, they've, it might not be good for them. They have to nope. find a way to get it figured out here in the next week and uh, – hopefully move on to the next round. But the way they're playing right now, it's even if they did move on, they're going to have a tough time versus some of those other big teams like Barcelona, Manchester City, Bayern Munich. So we'll see. I mean, they're very, they're a well-coached team. They're a good team. I have confidence that they'll turn it around, but we will have to update you with that next Tuesday or next Wednesday, whenever you're listening. Yeah. Can't, can't be listening on Tuesday, but yeah. well, you never know. Yeah. stay up till midnight. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. All right. Um, should we move into some football? The National Football League? No. I think we're just talking about football. Oh, Andy. Classic. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, Roger Goodell sport. That's what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, the most famous guy in the NFL, I think, is uh, named Tony Romo. He doesn't play anymore, but he uh, he announces. And uh, he is going to be making a lot of money. He just signed a 10-year, $180 million extension with CBS to uh, remain with them and uh, call games. Wow. Uh, it's more than he made in his final season with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's that's annoying. a lot more than most of the players make. Why is he getting paid so much to talk? He is very good at it. 
and it made everyone else. Is he, look, didn't he try to steal our name? He did. He <laughs> had a little uh, little segment, and I was like, Tony's take, and it's like, well, he knew better. Yeah, he knew better. He well, knew our, better he did. heard from our lawyers. Yeah, um, but he he just he was like a revelation, and it sounds you know excessive, but like you really saw how like poor a lot of the co- color commentary was <laughs> in football games. Because it was like he was calling plays, like I, no one, he knew what was going to happen, and it's I, like I think the fact, truthfully, that with how bad it's been for ESPN the last two years on Monday Night Football, with Jason Witten being so bad that the, that they would like just go back to the NFL, and then with Booger McFarland being really bad this past year, yeah. I think CBS Sports panicked because I know Tony Romo was definitely offered Monday Night Football, and yeah. they know ESPN and Disney and all that have all the money in the world, so CBS I think just as they say in The Godfather, it just gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, and then you had players like uh, Michael Thomas. I know came out and spoke about it and said he thinks it's ridiculous that he has a con making like seventeen million a year, having a contract that is more than ninety percent of the players in the league. Which, I mean, to an extent, he's not wrong. But hey, if you're really good at your job, I guess you know all power to to Tony Romo. Yeah, I think the point there is that um, if CBS can afford to pay him all that money, they can afford to pay the NFL a little more for TV rights, and that's something that I'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll discuss when the NFL is like, hey, we want that money. We want that cut. Um, but he really was good at his job. He makes the games you know, more interesting. Um, he teaches you something, which is what you want. It's it's far better than a little, just commentators from like any any sport right now. Right now, I think it's it's pretty poor what's going on with uh, – you know, I've always been a, a Mark Jackson hater. Oh, yeah. I think he's annoying. Van Gundy, I know people really hate. He just seems miserable all the time and hates. He hates basketball. He hates everything, and that's kind of his thing. But it's like gotten way worse. Um, and then TNT. I know he's not a color guy, but Marv Albert. Jesus, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad that he can't. He can't. He doesn't know what play, who players are. He he just mistakes people of different colors. He can't even keep it straight. <laughs> so I think it's one of those things where Tony Roma has. Uh, separate himself so much that it's like well that's why he's making that much i don't think i don't think chris weber or reggie miller are getting that much from the nba no and they're just not on that same level although miller's making enough to not care about being in a video game yeah he doesn't want that extra if money. he needed some more money or Rasheed yeah. wallace i'd like to see Rasheed wallace come and be an announcer uh i'm sure they've tried something i'm sure he's been on mbt nba tv probably they give a lot of those uh, people a a shot we started talking about basketball, but we were talking about football. Yeah. Um, so elsewhere in the NFL, the uh, the combine has been going on, and uh, it's a big deal for the draft. But it's hard for us to really understand any of that stuff. People lifting weights, people running, and it's kind of kind of dumb that it's like, oh, this guy ran point zero five seconds further or faster, and it's like I don't know what this means. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see. The draft is still a while away, but before the draft, we'll have a free agency. And um, as I'm sure many of you know, it's going to be a crazy free agent class for QBs. Yep. You know, guys like Bridgewater, um, Tannehill. Prescott. Yeah, Prescott even didn't sign. Rivers. um, What's the – Jameis? Yeah, and then you got to add that, Rivers and Brady, the old guys. really quick about Jameis Winston. I heard something about how – I guess he announced later on that towards the end of the year he was playing with like a torn meniscus throughout yeah, the year. They always say I know, that. I know, they always do. But I'm just finding it interesting. But he but what is interesting more than that is that he did get LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. 
So what that means is maybe he'll throw it to his team more yeah. than the other team. <laughs> I hope that's not his excuse. Was like I couldn't oh, tell because you should be able to tell the colors. Usually it's light and dark. No, he said it was like n- narrow sided or whatever you call it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't understand what any of that means. But the big QB though, Andy Thomas Edward Brady. I don't think Edward's his middle name, but it is now uh, Teb as they call him. Teb. Teb. <laughs> Thomas Edward Brady. That was good, Andy. <laughs> Um, he's 43 years old and he is a free agent. And, uh, there was a little bit of stirring going on over, uh, the weekend. I don't know what basketball game they were at. It wasn't the Celtics game. It was Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. So he was at the Syracuse versus who? I forgot. It was Syracuse somebody. There was definitely somebody, but it was the Syracuse game nonetheless. And he was there with Edelman and Jimmy Fallon, I believe. Yeah. So (laughs) funny group of guys, but, uh, Anyway, the camera went to them, and Julian Edelman, being Julian Edelman, we all know he likes to stir things up. I mean, he's a troublemaker. I mean, he already got in trouble in the not even the offseason, just when the playoffs were going on still for being hammered and jumping on a Mercedes in L.A. And, you know, he had that whole picture thing that leaked years ago with him, like being in a bedroom with some chick after he had uh, won the Super Bowl and whatnot. So he uh, likes to stir things up, and sure enough, when – uh he, when uh, the camera went over to him and Brady, they uh, he he started saying he's coming back, he's coming back. And if you watch the video, it's it's hard to watch, kind of. It's very awkward because Brady's face kind of like changes. You could tell it like made Brady a little bit uncomfortable, or like he at least wasn't happy with it. And he mutters something to him, and a lot of people believe what he muttered to him was, "No, I'm not." But who knows? And then another interesting thing that somebody caught on camera, which. They weren't being very discreet about it, so I'm sure they didn't care if the people behind them caught it on camera, but they were FaceTiming Mike Vrabel, who is a former teammate to Brady. Was he ever a former teammate to Edelman? Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, but regardless, close. definitely yeah. a former teammate to Brady. He was Well, he was a coach there, though, at least when Edelman was there. And he's always a friend, but he is also the coach of the Titans, which is the second favorite behind the Patriots, I believe, for Brady to to go to so yeah i just pulled that up so uh there's a lot of people who say he's not there's no way he's coming back they're absolutely sure yet vegas still has uh him coming back to the patriots minus 125 so so what's interesting about that is i heard it was up to minus 175 earlier but uh what that means though is a minus 175 they say is about is that vegas saying that there's about like a 60 percent chance or so that he comes back but a former nfl player tj Hushmanzada was on a I believe it was Colin Coward's show and said he was giving it a 0% chance. And you get a guy like Kushmanzada who's played in the league before. He's a former player. He might know things, see things, have sources that we don't know about. And he's saying he's not come back. So it'll be interesting. I mean, what about you? I mean, I know you're like most of us that aren't Patriot fans. If you're not a Patriot fan, you hate the Patriots. It's, it seems to be that way with like the Yankees and stuff. It's just teams like that. But I mean, would you want to see him go somewhere else? Do you want him to stay in New England, or do you care? Um, I think I'd like him to go to the Raiders because... That would be exciting, Vegas. From my, from my perspective, I want to see him not do well, and I want him to see him uh, take down a team that I don't like. So that's my personal choice. Uh, I don't think he's uh, going to succeed. I think he's going to be 44. He's just not going to be able to move. Pass rushers are too good. You're going to need to like spend a lot of money to protect him. And the Raiders do actually spend a lot of money on the offensive line. But the problem is they don't have the weapons. Um, 
They have a great tight end, Waller, but at receiver, they're really thin. I guess they could, you know, make a move in free agency or in the draft, but I don't see him doing all that well with that team. I can't imagine he he's going to be better than he was last year, like physically. Oh, like, yeah. uh, maybe maybe numbers wise because the Patriots had a uh, not a great offense around him, but I yeah. But I mean, how many years have we been saying that? <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. I, I know and, it and, has and to, it but did, it's just it happened last year. That's, it did. It that's did. The truth is, it did happen. He'll he'll need to be on a team that has a lot of playmakers, like someone he can just toss the ball to or hand the ball off to. Or, I mean, this year he had a good defense, so I mean that's probably what helped a little bit. I mean, if they didn't have that easy schedule in the first two months of the season, I mean, how good would this team have even been last year? Because once they started finally playing good teams, like we had been saying all season, they finally started getting tested, and it wasn't it wasn't that great. Yeah, and there are some the. The teams that are uh, up here are kind of strange. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I think the reason the Patriots are such a favorite still, despite it seeming like he's not coming back, is that there's not a lot of great options. The Titans, why would the Titans want him other than the, the variable connection? But the Titans had a very successful end of the year with Tannehill. you think that's priority number one. Um, I guess he could decide, no, I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't, I don't see that happening. The Raiders still have Derek Carr under contract. He is... Sometimes popular with the fans, sometimes not. Yeah. Um, but if they're willing to move on from him, is it really Tom Brady that you want to do that? The Chargers in a similar position. They just Rivers is going. He's going to go somewhere else, and um, they have an opportunity to draft a top quarterback. Wouldn't they rather do that? If they're going to do that, then maybe they. Oh, you bring Brady in for a year or two, excite the fans. But don't they already have they have Taylor to do that kind of thing? And then you, you just get down the list. The Giants. The Giants aren't doing that. No. The Giants have Daniel Jones. Uh, the Dolphins in the same position. Don't they want to draft Tua or Herbert or something like that? Um, yeah, the Cowboys. Like, that just seems insane to me. Like, <clears throat> but um, I mean, if Jerry Jones is so desperate for a championship and thinks Brady's the guy, but then it's like Brady's point, not better than Press. I was just gonna say no? at that point we're just getting to the fact of just because his name's Tom Brady. I mean, this isn't Tom Brady of. I guess you can only go back two years ago because that's when they won it, but. Still, it's not. <clears throat> I don't know. It's obvious. I mean, I sit here and I feel like I have this conversation with myself every time going into the season is I know we're still far away away, but is that I'm just like, yeah, it's Brady's a year older. He can't do it. He can't do it. But it's like, even though he didn't do it this year, there are, it just still wouldn't surprise me if he did do it somewhere this year. I just don't see it. He's like four years older than anyone who has ever been successful. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to be six years older than Peyton Manning was in that final season. And, and despite them winning a, a title, he was really bad. Yeah, he was. So. I'm not a football guy, but I, I will say this. Why even play another season if you're going to get on another team? Go out on the same team that you played for your whole career. It's pride. It's I think uh, he just wants kind of a maybe money. Just a change. Yeah, money is a big thing. Because I think now is when he started saying before he would always take pay cuts. Because obviously we all know he's married to Giselle. She makes a shit ton of money also. And he would take pay cuts so his team could get other players. But I think... After this year, he even was basically like, I ain't taking no pay cuts. So I think he is like knowing that he is towards the end. I think he does want to get a good amount of money and for, for probably like I would only imagine like two-year contract or something. I can't imagine yeah. you expect he can play till he's 46 or something. Yeah, and the NFL has weird years. He, they can, someone can give him a five-year deal and it's really they'll get out of it after two or something. Yeah. But I think Brady is at the point. There's a, there's a weird like line between like really well-off athlete and like industry like becoming a thing like uh the lakers have magic and then kobe and it's like these guys retire and they become they become a business they, they do all this different stuff 
and uh, you know Michael Jordan is owns a team, that kind of stuff. Brady's on that level where he's getting he probably is getting close to like net worth of half a billion or something like that. And that's oh, I'm sure that's different than just being a pro athlete who made a lot of money over their career. That's like you can do shit with that. Like you can start businesses, you can own teams, and I think that might be what what he wants. So um, you know, he's obviously got this the what is the TB12 Institute of Fitness or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I think he wants to make that a thing. I think that's one of the why there's rumors he'll go to LA is help build that out here. So yeah. I have no idea if this is accurate. This is just a thing from January of this year, but it says his net worth, net worth estimated to be 180 million himself. Yes, yeah, so that's himself. I'm, so. With Giselle, 540. Okay, so already half a billion. So add another 60 million to that. And now you're in the territory of a significant stake in a team or whatever you want it to be, that he can be a real player in in the economy. I mean, it seems like what does, what does it matter? But I think I think he he saw that as like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do stuff. I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna be a champion off the field as well. I'm gonna be around forever. So he's doing this to save up, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> needs a little bit more money before he can buy that uh, nice car type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone has to work for something. Yeah, well, we'll see. It'll be exciting. I would. There's a lot of people I would whose reaction I would love to see if Brady did go somewhere else. I think that's my main reason why I'd like him to go somewhere else. Just the reaction for so many people I know. Will there be people that are upset? Will there be people that? I mean, you can't be upset. You have to thank him for everything he's done for the franchise the last twenty years. But it doesn't matter because. Um, I'm going to blow your mind. Did you know that Michael Jordan played for the Wizards? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Joe How, when's less than the last time you thought about that? Exactly. And Joe Montana played for the, the Chiefs. And at least Montana was only like 36 or something when he yeah, went to Jordan. the Chiefs. I do remember Jordan on the Wizards. But it's like, you just, it, you're not, that's not what you're going to think about. No, you're not. You're right. 20 years no, from now. I know that's that. a good point. I know that. Yeah. I know that. I remember him missing that dunk epically, Jordan. Yeah. Do you remember Patrick Ewing playing for the Sonics, I think it was? No. Yeah, that seems wrong. I don't remember that either. I think he played for the Magic and the Sonics or something like that at the end. And uh, he had a full body cast at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wheeled him out. and <laughs> Oh, Patrick. We love Patrick Ewing here. Of course. Big fans. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else to uh, get I at think, before we wrap this one up? I think that's, uh, I think that's it. It's been a, a sweet one. You've been listening to episode 160 of the Tony's Take Podcast. Wow. I'm Sean. And joined with me, we have off-road, full body cast Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, goodbye. See you later.